Well. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rootland Podcast. How you been this week? Good. We survived spring break. And it didn't snow. Yeah, I think the kids got one day of spring break weather, springish weather. So we went out by the lake and they played in in the water and in the sand. But other than that, it was freezing and raining. But we didn't get snow this time, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would take. Well, the one day it was supposed to, but it didn't. We right. didn't have any We're ice or snow. Ice storm. Yeah. But it's been cold, but it's warming up, so it feels like... Yes, I'm ready. This next week is like perfect spring break weather, even though the kids are back in school. So You'll have your spring break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking the other day on FaceTime, Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln was um, dressed as a certain superhero in uh well he had come up like in normal clothes he had come up with an outfit to wear that looked like a certain superhero and he was trying to get you to guess yeah who he was and the clue was it was a marvel a marvel superhero and you guessed i guessed batman batman and that (laughs) was quickly shut down by my five-year-old he looked at me like, seriously, you don't know that that's Batman's a DC <laughs> character? And I was like, I can't believe a five and a half year old knows yeah. that. Well, I don't know anything about superheroes, which I feel is kind of normal as a woman. But like, I don't remember Hayden and Hunter. They weren't super into like superhero stuff. It was only Ninja Turtles and yeah. Batman. Batman, yes. Because they wore, which is not Marvel. I don't right. Know if you, I didn't know if you know that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never was. So I don't really know who they are. And we got a box of hand-me-down superhero like action figures. Mm-hmm. So he has a ton of them. And I don't know who they are. And he'll be like, can you go get, I don't know, green American. I don't, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they are. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who that is is yeah but he has like a whole box of them so i'm having to learn but yes i definitely don't know the difference between uh, what is it dc and dc comics and, and marvel. marvel comics <laughs> yeah i didn't know i didn't know which was which oh, but i guess too i mean i was i mean i'm old enough there we didn't really have we had cartoons and stuff but we didn't have yeah. superheroes yet except we had superman Okay. But like I remember watching Superman was not a cartoon; it was a real, oh. the original <laughs> Superman and Batman and Robin came on after school, and it was the original TV show. Yeah. So I never was a comic book kid. Yeah. So I just didn't really have. I, I remember Dick Tracy, who was a that was a cartoon, and it was a he was a detective, and he had what now we would call now an iPhone. Oh. He had an iWatch. Apple Watch. An Apple Watch. You don't know anything, Dad. Yeah. Is that DC or Marvel? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, Josh liked Ninja Turtles growing up, and Mm -hmm. then he said X-Men. That was like his thing. Yeah. But as far as like all the different superhero type shows, he's like, I don't really remember Mm -mm. being into it. He's trying to get Lincoln into X-Men now, because the original cartoon is on something I think Disney Plus, and so he's he's been showing him those. So now he's been talking about like Wolverine and stuff. And Josh yeah. is like, yeah. And I love all those, but I was an adult when I right. <laughs> yeah, That's... I I think Dick Tracy was the only one. I've never heard of that. I don't know. Yeah. Inspector Gadget. 
That's no, what that I'm was, thinking. That of. was y'all's. That was y'all's generation. <laughs> well, it made me start thinking about heroes. Mm-hmm. Like if you know, as a kid, or even as an adult, or who are your heroes now? I just thought it might be cool to share. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Well, I mean, we've talked about my Papa Drake. He was he was a hero. Yeah. My dad was a hero. Do you remember, like, as a kid, thinking, like... Well, like, yeah, when I was a kid, I I remember my dad, because dad could fix everything. I mean, he he knew everything. And then I... Because I remember then when I first married, it's like, oh, gosh, I'm married, and I don't know how to do anything. Like, (laughs) how did dad learn that? And, you know, I, I, I was raised that dad... Dad fixed everything. Yeah. If my I remember my baseball glove like had some leather come out of it, it was coming apart. And dad magically had leather strips. <laughs> I mean, <it's> like a, <laughs> yeah. And he fixed, you know, or he'd fix the bicycle or um he was just yeah, I was just like, golly, he knows how to do everything. Yeah. You know, I didn't think he was very smart in the teenage years, but then right. after I got in my twenties, like that? I know. I know, it's so crazy. Childhood heroes. Besides the Apple Watch guy, yeah, <laughs> Dick Tracy detective. I think I think I really I don't. As a kid, I mean, I had I had sports figures. Yeah, you know, we talked about that. I was going to be Sandy Koufax because I was left-handed. He was L.A. Dodger pitcher, and he pitched left-handed. And I was like, I'm Sandy Koufax, and I got to pitch <laughs> on, on my little league ball team. Oh. But I would try to throw sidearm, and my coach would lose his mind. <laughs> You're not Sandy Koufax. <laughs> You're like, yes, I am. <laughs> I am right now. Yeah, so I had, uh, of course, like big, like, yeah, sports figures. Like Dr. Dr. J was a basketball player. I'm not going to know who any of these people no. are. No. <laughs> yeah, I had sports. You know, like if I was playing basketball, I was I was whoever the yeah. whoever the Michael Jordan was of that. Yeah, that's who I was. So if I was playing basketball, I was him. If I was playing football, it was probably somebody on the Dallas Cowboys because that was my <laughs> team, you know, if you're playing backyard football. That's funny. And in baseball, I was Sammy Koufax because he was left-handed. <laughs> L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, so I, I think, like, real-life heroes kind of started when I got married. Yeah. Because you realize, I don't I don't know anything about being a husband. And if I'm ever, if I ever have children, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about raising kids. Yeah. I'm probably just going to do exactly what my parents did or the total opposite. I know. And even sitting here with you, my my own dad, it, I'm still, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do this how they did it. Or I'm going to do this. Or mm-hmm. you've got to find your own find middle. Your own and it's like, it's just going to keep going forever and ever and ever. Like my kids yeah. are going to want to change stuff that I did. And then mm-hmm. their kids are going <laughs> to like, how do we, <laughs> how do we do this? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, there's, there's never, ever been a perfect father or mother. Yeah. You know? So like, like for, for instance, my, my parents, their, their approach to parenting was to shelter us from any struggles. Yeah. And they made most of our decisions, and they protected us from any... Like, I grew up in the civil rights. Yeah. And I had no idea all that stuff was really? going on. And it's like, I mean, I was I was, alive. I was a kid when Kennedy was assassinated, and then Robert Kennedy was assassinated, and then Martin Luther King was assassinated, all within a few years. And I, 
Anita. I never knew any of that was going on. I never, I never knew about all the rioting and marches and all that stuff that I grew up in and segregation. I mean, I do remember first grade, it was like they put blacks and whites together. Uh And my best friend was this little black kid, John Thomas. And we went to, we went through school, but it wasn't like I'm white and you're black. Right. It's just like, I mean, he didn't look like me and I didn't look like him, but I mean, there were people with blonde hair and blue eyes. It's like, I don't look like right. that. It was more like the parents' issues. It is. I think as a young husband, I started realizing I probably need to read something, you know, because we're just... The Bible. I don't know. <laughs> I've, anyone... heard, I've heard that was like a good one. Does pretty anyone popular. have a Bible I could borrow? <laughs> no, I remember, I think it was like I was 30 or 31. And I went to be like the music guest at this men's conference in Oregon. And they mm-hmm. put me in this house with the key speakers, you know, the, like the keynote speakers. And the keynote speakers were a guy named Gary Smalley, never heard of him, mm-hmm. and Steve Farrar. Yeah. And so these guys, I, looking back, they were old. And now <laughs> I know that I, they were 40, 41. <laughs> but to me, they were old guys, you yeah. know. And, and so we're staying in this house at this conference, like at, at this camp. So they had this house with all the bedrooms and living room kitchen. So they put all the, all of us in there together. And I remember sitting down with those guys and them, you know, the, the normal stuff. Are you married? Yeah. Yeah. I've been married. Yeah. Are you have, yeah, I have three kids. And then them looking at me, Steve Ferrar was a guy that looked at me and said, so what's your plan? <laughs> and I was like, my, my plan to do what? Like, what's your plan? Like, how? Yeah. Like, what's your plan to raise godly children, to be responsible people in society? And, like, what's your plan? And I was like, I don't have a plan. And then, and the, they were just as shocked that I didn't have a plan or didn't even know that I needed one. Yeah. As I was, like, what's a plan? Like, we're just, we're married and we love each other and we have three kids and we love them. And each day, you know, day, taking it day by day. Yeah. One day at a time. So, those guys did did become my heroes. Yeah. I mean, I heard Gary Smalley start talking about marriage and family, and I was just like, why do I not know this? Yeah. Like, you know, talking about the difference in men and women, it's like, nobody ever told us that. Yeah. When you get married, you know you're different, and you're like, everything I thought, I'm, you know, I'm going to lead, which I never had led anything. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to lead, and she's going to, I'm going to make these decisions for our family, and she's going to agree with everything. Mm-hmm. And then reality hits, and like, she don't agree with any of that, and it's like, well, why would she? I, that, those are terrible decisions I'm making. Like, I don't know how to lead. Yeah. And so, you know, me being raised where we were protected from any strife, it, make, it made for a great childhood, but I never learned to fail. I never learned to make a decision and find out that was a bad decision or that that decision had consequences. Yeah. So I had these guys all of a sudden in my life saying this stuff, and it's like, I have got to get my stuff together so I know how to do this. And then... So Steve Farrar became a real, a real hero. Yeah. You know, we, I'm, I met him in 91 and then he called, he started calling in 93 and they were, he was doing men's conferences and he wanted a, a music guy, but he didn't want a worship leader. Like he, you know, the, we, we would do like a Friday night and then a Saturday until four. And he's like, we, we want to get the guys disconnected from work. They've been at work all week. Mm-hmm. They're going to come to this conference on Friday. We want them to disconnect. And so he had seen what I did in Oregon in, in 91 
which was tell jokes and, and get, get people laughing and then kind of use stand-up comedy as the intro to a song. Yeah. And then do a song about my life, you know, or, you know, your mom or you guys or my granddad or my dad or my mom or whatever. And that's what he was looking for. So I went on the road with Steve in 94 and that, that it came to an end in 99 when I joined Shenandoah. Okay. And so Steve just got promoted to heaven <laughs> and now it's like he was 73. Wow. And I'm 62 and I'm thinking that's too young to go to heaven yeah. back. But in 91, he was 40. He was, <laughs> he was like an old guy, you know, but yeah, he's, he really shaped me him. And then two of his best friends, Gary Rossberg and Stu Weber were the three guys that were huge influences in me on just being a godly man, being a husband and a dad, and then learning to be a friend and a mentor. Yeah. So I got to watch those 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 guys were raising teenagers at the time. So yeah. so they were in the teenage season. I was in the child rearing days and I really I I have to credit all that to them cuz they just Well, now you've turned around and you are and I'm the Now old you're guy. the old guy. <laughs> I'm the old guy. But you're actually old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really 60 yeah, 40 and 60 is totally different. <laughs> yeah, but you know that I think I think their their wisdom and just being on the road with them, like sitting at a Hampton Inn with with the free breakfast every morning before we would go back to the church or the arena or wherever we were, yeah, and listening to them talk out teen issues. You know, the, you know this son, my son is blah blah doing this, or my son's not doing this, or my daughter thinks this, and blah, blah. and just me getting to to be a fly on the wall and just listen and go, hmm. I need to remember that when my when I have yeah. teenagers, you know. So now you're mentoring. How many guys are you mentoring currently? Currently, I meet Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and sometimes Thursdays. <laughs> and sometimes why? Um, <laughs> so that's three or four guys right now. Young. Yeah, we have a thing in our church that that, that we started because our whole discipleship path that we do is mentoring. So we pair people up who want to be mentored and then we pair you know people up that want to mentor to mentor we say yeah. okay you know so you you should it, it's the whole Paul and Barnabas and and the Timothy you know where you you need to be mentoring somebody and you need to be me, being mentored by somebody older cuz that's that's what the book it's of Peter says it's just so crazy like as a kid and then as a teenager, like you just don't think your parents either, <laughs> know anything. Either you think they know everything, like you're mm -hmm. saying, or you think they know nothing. So each new like stage I would get to, I would think like, well, I can't talk to my mom about this because she doesn't, she doesn't know. <laughs> but then like, especially I feel like, I mean, it sounds dumb, but like my whole world changed when I became a mom. And then you start realizing like, first of all, I thought, Mom knew everything, which is true and false. <laughs> she does a lot. But when I, when I had my own kids, I'm like, oh, like she, I don't know how to say this. Like I started realizing she had to figure it out as she went, just like I'm doing. So it seems like she knows everything because she's already done all of that. But to be like in the moment, I'm like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing when it was happening. <laughs> And that's what's so hard is like... Yeah, and you're winging it. It's so like, much of my like struggles as a mom is, is 
the mental game of like, I should know how to do this. But then you realize, and that was like a huge thing, especially with Emery. I mean, my kids are only two years apart, but especially the first one, you're like, why don't I know what to do? I thought I would know what to do. Like, and then each new, I think we said this early on or like in the fall, you know, now I'm in a whole new phase of school aged kids. Right. And again, I kept thinking, you get through the baby, you get through the baby thing, you get them sleeping through the night, you get them on a schedule, whatever. And then they're toddlers, and you're like, oh, they're walking, they're talking, you know, whatever. And then I kind of had in my head, like, well, once they hit school, not I'm done, but like, it'll be easier. And in in certain ways, it is. Obviously, it, it's well, easier. Well, there are seasons. And right. so you think, like, I remember us thinking when y'all were being born and toddlers, it's like if they could just feed themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, or then you learn to feed yourself. Yeah. And then it's like if they could just clean themselves. They could go to the bathroom by themselves. Right. And then it's like, and then it's like and then then I remember we came up with PDS, pre-drive syndrome. Yeah. Because in that season it's like can you take they this seem here? seem independent on a lot of things, but then you're like they can't drive. Can you pick us up? Can you take us here? Can yeah. you hear? Well, if you can take us, so-and-so's mom can pick us up. Right. And it's just like every time it's just, it's just parenting is always inconvenient. Yeah. And then you get to where we are now and it's like, man, I wonder, I wonder what they're doing. Like, I wish they'd call. And or, it's like, I didn't, you just don't know until you do it, which mm-hmm. I mean applies to everything, but I just for so long thought like I'm going to be a mom and it's going to be great. And it's like each new stage. I'm like, what the heck? What, (laughs) what is this? I don't know how to do this. And now it's like, you know, and then talking to teachers and, you know, Emery was having a lot of issues getting back into school after COVID shut down. And I remember having these phone calls with her teacher, the guidance counselor, the principal, like they're trying to help me, Mm -hmm. but they're coming to me and saying, this is what she's doing at school. What do you think we should do? And I'm literally on the other end of the phone going, I don't know. (laughs) I've never had a six-year-old before who goes to school five days a week. That's the thing. And it's new territory. Yeah. And I'm and I had to say that to them. I said, This is my first kid. <laughs> yeah. Like she's my oldest. So yeah. we haven't done school yet. So I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. And like they're trying, you know, they're trying to like get my input yeah, on and, stuff, but I'm literally like, don't know. I don't yeah, know what to and tell that's, you. <laughs> you know, that that's why I'm so so strong on mentoring. Now I'm a pastor, so I can say this. But a lot of people, and it and, and it was my experience as I was coming up with kids, and and when I became like started doing youth ministry and that stuff, a lot of people's answer because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. If they're believers, they'll say, "Okay, we just need to raise our kids in church, and we need to be in a Bible study." And those two things are the. And I would say, if if being at church. And and being active in a church, and that's all would have done it. We would have already done it, right? Especially in the South where we're from, it's like there's you can throw a rock in any direction and probably hit a church. And you're there like three yeah. to four times a week. <laughs> yeah, 
But then uh, in, in a Bible study, you can hide in a Bible study. Mm-hmm. You can sit in a group of people of, you know, for you, like to sit in a group of women or me with men or even couples, you and Josh, and how, how are you doing? And you can say, we're doing good. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing fine. When you know that's not true. Yeah. So why I am so strong and my heroes, Steve Farrar and, and Stu and those guys, they pushed that on me. They said, look, here's what we know works. We're, we're 10 maybe 15 years down the road in age from you, and here's what's coming. Yeah. So we know this works, and it's to meet with one or two guys, for me, that are older, that I respect spiritually, and meet with them every week or every two weeks and ask them questions because yeah. they're on down the road. they like, yep, we've been through this. Here's, here's, here's how it happened in our home, and here's how we dealt with it, and that was the right way to do it or that was the wrong way to do it. So... Learn from that, and and it's that is like priceless information, mm-hmm. because if if you meet with other people that are in the same season, they don't know any more than you do. Right? They may have read something that you don't know, but what you want is an older person saying, "Oh, I remember when that happened to us." Yeah. And here's here's how I handled it, and it was a totally way I handled it. And you, that's why I'm so so big on mentoring, because when you're sitting in a booth at a cafe having coffee. You can't hide, right? You can lie, yeah, but you, but you can't hide, you know. And I mean, you talk with one on one for five minutes, you know that person's not doing very well. How would you encourage someone to like the best way to find a mentor? Or like that is kind of awkward. Like you should go up to someone and say, "Hey, will you mentor me? <laughs> yeah. Will you mentor me?" Walmart's a great place to find people. <laughs> parking lot, right? Walmart parking lot specifically. Yeah. No, seriously, church is important. So I would yeah. say be in a Bible teaching church. Mm-hmm. And, and and what I mean by that is not just go to services, or, but to actually be connected to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we live in an age, you can listen to any teacher, preacher that you like 24-7. You Which can is li- great. Not saying Yeah, oh, it's that, great. Yeah. I, man, Tony Evans is one of my heroes. Yeah. But he lives an hour and a half away from me. Yeah. And they meet on Sundays, and I, we, I, you know, I'm a pastor, and we meet on Sundays. Yeah. But I spend most of my week with Tony Evans because he's yeah. my favorite preacher of all time. But worship's the same way. You can listen to great worship, any style you want, right. from all over the world, twenty four seven. What you can't get online or, or the internet is community. You have to build right. that with real people. And so I, I would say, get in a church, know people in the church. Mm-hmm. And watch for those older people that you like, man, I really respect. Admire, yeah. You know, or, or you hear their story and they've raised children and it's like, I, I'm, it's going to be worth the investment of a cup of coffee Yeah. to just let me ask questions. And so the way I mentor is I have guys come and just say, bring me two questions every week. But I reserve the right to go, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get back with you. Because I yeah. don't have all the answers, but I know I know enough people where I can go get the answer. Yeah. You know, when I think about, you know, the guys that shaped me, that was, I, I could ask them questions. And I remember one, you know, with, with your brother Hayden, he was so headstrong. And my, my plan was I've got to break his spirit and make him submit. <laughs> and luckily, I had Steve Farrar and Stu Weber say, and when I told them that, I was like, I just got to break him. You know, he's a Mustang. I got to break him. And they said immediately, oh, no, 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 you don't want to break his spirit because he won't ever do anything then. You, what you want to do is bend it and get it going in the right direction, and he'll be a great leader. Yeah. And I would have done the total wrong thing. I could have wounded him beyond repair. 
Yeah. So doing that and meeting with guys, I remember Butch Burns, you know, a close friend. We met every Thursday for 11 years. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, you know, and it was, I would drive to Nashville and he would drive to Nashville and we would meet and we didn't know what we're doing. We would encourage each other. But, you know, even even that we could have said, okay, we're going to memorize a Bible verse and done that every week and never talked about the real life stuff. Yeah. And then later on, we had Jeff McGinnis that joined us as a younger guy. And it's just like, he learned from us and he, he didn't learn much, but he, <laughs> he learned. And it's like, that's that's what I have found to work, man. Just find somebody and ask them questions so they can pour into you their experience yeah. and then be be giving that away. Yeah. It's it's priceless. All right. So Walmart parking lot. Is it, <laughs> that's that was your answer yeah, to my definitely question. Definitely not Target. Okay. But <laughs> Oh gosh. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a great week and thanks for listening. If you could Give us a follow on Instagram, Brent Lamb Podcast, Facebook, Brent Lamb Music, and email us with any questions, thoughts, concerns, <laughs> complaints, counseling references <laughs> at BrentLambPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I think that's all I got. All right. Over and out. Love you. <laughs> love you.